You're listening to the audio of Beacon, our alien RPG actual play. You can watch live Monday nights on Twitch and YouTube. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Beacon, our alien actual play here on Althaven with the Streampunks. We hope you guys are staying dry. We in Los Angeles are not. But we're going to go ahead and kick off our game tonight um, and pick up where we last left off last week. Um, before we get into things, though, does anybody have any announcements they'd like to throw out there before we launch into our narrative this evening? Aliza, <laughs> one initiative. I would like to thank Queen's Court Games. Uh, and also congratulate the cast and crew of Clear Skies Perseverance because we got we won an award. We won a grant. Um, <laughs> yes, everyone here plus three, two people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we won, won, won an award and we're going to be able to submit to all these audio and live play festivals for cheaper than would normally be. And so we're so thankful to Queen's Court Games for doing this, for having a grant award. and. Congrats to the other winners. Uh, I think there's six of us who won, and it's just like really awesome. So definitely look out for that. And if you have an actual play, apply for it next year, because I think they're going to keep doing this. They want to keep doing this. So yay. Nice. Okay. Yay, Aliza. <laughs> for Thank storytelling yeah, and spiriting and applying and getting the dang thing. Thank yep. you. <clears throat> Finally, my former life as a grant writer and my current life as a game master combined. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Eliza. Does anybody else have anything they would also like to announce this evening? Anything they want to let the folks know about? Yes, Noir. Uh, one, uh, just a reminder that the Morning Ritual Patreon is open. You get to find out what guests we have coming up before we announce them. Uh, and you get to find out about a few other projects that we have going on at Critical Misses. One that we just got a very surprising yes to um, involves me returning to the world of tabletops with puppets. So, uh, if you will, if if you want to see me GM a table full of puppets, yes, um, you might you might want to sign up for our Patreon. That was on my 2024 <laughs> wish list. Um, the debate that I'm having now is: Do I GM as myself, or do I get a puppet version of me to G? You know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's an option, <laughs> it then, is an option. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Noir. Um, I'm going to interject here real quick before I hand it off um, to also just give a quick shout out to everybody who tuned in this past Sunday, yesterday, over on Gary Khan Live. Uh, during our game, Planescape Ward Rats, we were very lucky and with a wonderful community. And, and uh, I set a goal for $1,000 to raise some money for Doctors Without Borders. Um, the hope was is that we might hit 800 or so before the end of the episode. We hit 1,000 within literally three seconds of the show going live. We'd already hit 1,000. And by the time we wrapped, we had hit oh, $4,269.69. So obviously our community showed up. The numbers say so. So thank you, everybody, who showed up and helped us raise an enormous amount of money. Thank you so much. That was brilliant. Um, that was all I had. Uh, anybody else have anything else before we jump into? Yeah, I see you nodding. I see you nodding and looking very innocent. And you're still oh, you're doing you're doing now you're acting sort of like uh, like dinosaur like innocent. And you do the, you do the, you do this thing when you were acting dinosaur innocent where you kind of head crane back and look away. 
I see you doing it. I still don't know whether or not this is applying to me or Caitlin. It's totally you. Yep. Totally oh. you. Yep. Fine then. Yep. Um, my announcement is butts. Ah. <laughs> Level. Yes, yes, indeed. I cannot um, lie. <laughs> um, but I also have other announcements about like content and stuff. Uh, First being that tomorrow on Alt Haven's YouTube, uh, we'll drop the next episode of What We Know, the show that I do co-host with Jake, where we will be interviewing uh, Brie and John about their new game, I Crave the Loop, uh, wherein you flee from the eldritch creature whomst craveth thy sugary cereal or other snackins. Uh, it is... Uh, I said off stream to the writer, perhaps the best marriage of writing style and tone I have seen in a game. It's note perfect. Uh, and you're going to want to find out more about it. So that's uh, tomorrow up on Altaven's YouTube. Also, because Altaven's just out here doing some great stuff, Harmonia's Lament uh, is... Uh, coming up, uh, we've got that on February 28th, I believe, and has just, it, it was, it was the coolest, it was the coolest cast. I, I had so much fun. Um, and, and, and we did great and terrible things, <laughs> which is my favorite combination. Uh, mostly cause you know, you try to survive them. And speaking of surviving literally everything, let's talk about tardigrades. Um, they can survive they the vacuum of space, correct? They can survive the vacuum of space. Um, they can survive uh, pressures uh, twice the PSI that can literally even occur on Earth. Okay. Um, no, twice what I think uh, other creatures drop out at uh, 43,000 PSI versus I think tardigrades drop out at 82,000 PSI, which is just effing wacky. Um, extreme cold extreme heat, but where extremophiles traditionally optimized for but one of those absolutely wacky environments, tardigrids do all of these. How? Find out on the latest episode of May Contain Science live on youtube.com slash at delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. Now, I can neither confirm nor deny that I studied tardigrades and their survival mechanisms because I'm trying to find ways to survive this game. I think I've picked up on some. I'm expecting that thumbnail to have a butt on it. <laughs> I'll be right back. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of
Welcome back. When we last left off, the crew had been given some pretty big news. First of all, the ECA has pretty much been absorbed into a huge project, a expedition that is heading in spineward past the frontier, past the 20 parsec limit, out into the deepest part of space that humanity has ever colonized. This journey to find the lost colonies is going to claim a significant portion of their time. Specifically, the trip outward, just getting there, is estimated at about one year and six months. There and back, that's roughly three years, and that's not counting mission time. You're looking at almost half a decade of being out in deep space. A conservative estimate would be about four years worth travel time, mission time, colonization efforts, helping those that are out there at the lost colonies, reestablishing contact and then coming home. And that's definitely caused a bit of a dilemma amongst the crew. How much will change when you are gone? I mean, it's completely feasible to even think that it's possible by the time you all return to Beacon, you won't even know the people who work at the station. It's the way time moves out here, and of course, if people are trying to do their best to earn a living out on the frontier. So the crew has a lot to chew on right now with what they want to do next. Things have been a little bit chaotic as the ECA's absorption of Beacon into their program has caused the usual chaos that comes with a change of hands and leadership. The way this seems to have been working right now is pretty standard, but Beacon Station, the initial high of being saved from utter bankruptcy and dissolution, has been postponed because now everyone is scrambling, basically, to put the station into full working order and to get a clear sense of direction from leadership back on Earth. ECA is doing their best to transmit as much as they can with and use Beacon's resources. But what we've discovered is, is that Beacon's resources, despite the fact that you guys were all set and ready to go, um, the ECA wasn't. And they were the ones that were kind of blindsided a bit by the sudden realization that they were having to send assets on what is now being called the Great Mother Mission. And you guys were specifically selected due to your experience and because of your connections, y'all were considered the elite crew here at Beacon and the ones that were most ideally suited for this incredibly dangerous and long mission. You were told that there was an ETA. You guys could expect the mission, uh, mission start about two weeks when the colony ship arrived along with four other ships, one of them supposedly going to be one of your new vessels. There's a lot of mixed messages coming with that too. Also a bit of a symbol of what's going on with leadership. You're getting that you're getting a new ship and you get to pick the ship's name and y'all are going to captain it. You've also heard that the ship already has a name and crew. You've also heard that the ship already has a captain. The ship needs a captain. It's gotten to the point where Baker has pretty much given up and doesn't report anything new to you guys unless you ask or unless there's actually something that he has confidence to report to you. The past couple of days have been somewhat quiet, a little somber, because news has gotten around the station. 
the ECA is not just hiring, uh, it's not just acquiring rather the resources of Beacon to do this huge mission. The ECA is doing its best to put the whole of Beacon Station into work. And in just the past couple of days, everyone has seen a huge shift and turnaround. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Everyone's quite busy. People are moving around the station at all times. The station's getting fixed up. It's got Beacon written on the front of it now. The whole breaches are being dealt with. Turns out, fatigue. It was a used station already coming up on its 60th birthday. It was long overdue for some uh, hull repair. And that is underway. Beacon has also been getting a lot of shipments. They have resumed. First time since the old director shipped out. Beacon is now once again receiving parts, equipment, fuel, first aid supplies, foodstuffs, everything that colonies and people might need out here, as well as ships that are low on supplies, stopping like a truck stop here in the middle of space. But perhaps one of the most exciting things that has taken place in the most recent developments, the arrival of the US CSS Cassiopeia brought with it Taniguchi Sachiko. Also going by the name of Tani. She is a 60-year-old Japanese cook who has opened the first restaurant on the concourse and is right now the hero of everybody on Beacon Station. Um, she is already about halfway through with the help of a lot of the employees at Beacon Station, all on their free time, just because they are very excited, has set up most of her restaurant. Tables have already been laid out. There is a restaurant atmosphere. There are restaurant tables laid out inside of her place on the concourse. She has a backroom kitchen area. Um, there is a menu with on only four items on it right now, but that's going to grow as more and more materials come in. We're starting to see the beginnings. And where that leaves the rest of you is it draws a sharp contrast of what's beginning here and what might be left behind if you go on this mission. And as we do, we begin early morning station time with the lights in your private quarters starting to go from dim to brighter as the alarm starts to go off. You can hear the automated voice of mother saying, it is now 6 a.m. station time. It is now 6 a.m. station time. How do you begin your day? is gonna immediately roll over and light a cigarette <laughs> you reach over sitting up in bed pulling out um these quarters again as a quick reminder these quarters are quite cramped quite small you don't have a lot of room in here but it is home doc you reach across your nightstand where an image of your children is glowing in a holographic projection and reaching down you can almost feel some judgment from their eyes as you grab the cigarette carton. Do as I say, not as I do. Can I put the, like, can I just turn it away from them slightly? So they don't see <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have escaped judgment another day. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna go look for Isaac. Okay. You get up, put your clothes on, brush your teeth, do all the, the usuals. 
The water tastes particularly foul this morning, which is pretty mm -hmm. typical when they're just now changing out the piping in some of the uh, water reclamation and the plant down below. But you're getting used to it. Um, you are assured that it is not harmful as you spit out. Um, just as you are putting on your doctor's coat and fixing your tie, you hear mother, mm -hmm. Dr. Albright. Uh, yes, Dr. Albright here. Preston Baker would like to see you up in his office at your earliest convenience. I don't know. I'll be right there. Beep goes off. Well, shit. All right. Um, let me put on my finest white coat and head on over. Okay. Tig, tonight was kind of a rough sleeping night. Not only do you have so much weighing on your mind, Beyond your capacity to control what's been happening, you're pretty sure you closed your eyes after the anxiety in your brain finally itself got exhausted and sleep overtook you. But when you hear the chiming that mother sends out as soon as the 6 a.m. clock rolls around, you immediately realize in that moment that you are pretty sure you've only had about 120 minutes worth of rest. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. And you kind of blink as the lights go from dim to brighter, just as the chime starts. Okay. Well, I've awake, alert, and enthusiastic. Okay. And then she doesn't get up for, for another, like, maybe minute or two. And then we'll slowly, slowly start getting ready for the day. Okay. You slowly, as you're rolling out of the bed and trying to align yourself and prepare yourself for the day, um, thinking to yourself about what you've got to do, kind of trying to take your mind off of the anxiety a little bit, um, all of a sudden in the intercoms, you, as well as everybody else, hears the voice of LaRoche come on. And you hear this buzzing sound as you hear, Attention Beacon staff, just a quick reminder today. Today, we are realigning the gravitational plating on all decks. There will be a 15-minute period where we will be at 0.4 Gs. Please secure your quarters. And no fucking around. That is all. And it cuts out. You got it, boss. <laughs> to herself in her room. <laughs> and she will do as, do as she has been instructed. Okay. Slowly abandoned. Like I think she was like slowly tying her boots and then is like shuffling around her room with boots untied, trying to like get the get it's it settled just, and then we'll sit back down to do boots. There's a new experience that Tig is starting to get used to. It's this strange sort of comforting, if not somewhat morbid, at least well, maybe not morbid, maybe just sobering, but the gentle hum or whisper of servos in your elbow as you move your arms around tying your shoes it just kind of has this kind of calming effect you can hear it going as it just moves works perfect operation um but you tie those boots on get up and get ready to start your day uh martha waking up at 6 a.m 
you're used to getting up an hour earlier than this. So Beacon feels a little decadent. Being a Marine, you're used to being out of bed and already doing work before the sun's up. Um, as you're already lacing up your boots is when the lights start to go from dim to bright and you hear the chime as mother. The station time is 6 a.m. And then, of course, you hear LaRoche's announcement. Your life in the past couple of days has been very different because you've been getting a lot of intel feeds suddenly that you were not allowed to get before. Um, I'm guessing you haven't... Have you told the crew your change in circumstance yet? Or have you kept that to yourself still? Uh, how many days has it been since the last? It's been two days. It's been two days. I think... Uh, I think I would have mentioned it to them by now. Okay. Probably then, in passing, like nonchalant, like you know. I'm heading out. Oh, by the way, yeah, <laughs> or or just slips. Let's play honestly, that scene. Like, let's play that okay, scene. Okay. Okay. Dinner time. Yeah. It was. It was a day. Let's say this was uh, last night. Dinner time. Late station time. But you guys are sitting down to have your very first bowl of Tani's noodles. Um, and as everyone is sitting about, Isaac, it is, I, I leave it to you to tell me what the experience is, but all of your friends seem very excited about the food they're about to eat. And it's a nice swerve in a direction because they have been looking pretty forlorn these past couple of days with the news, but you each That's are given these small, <laughs> you each have been given these small bowls of noodles. And as you're all sitting there, um, forking through the noodles and stringing them up. And Martha looks like she's about to say something. Hmm. Are your noodles all right? Oh, uh, they're amazing. <laughs> they're so good. I honestly haven't had a meal this good in, I don't remember. No, no, no. Yeah. So that's your noodle face? No, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about something. Uh, how long does it take to get like deliveries here? Deliveries? Depends you on mean... the point of origin. Oh no, this is Martha just asking, like oh. in scene. Yeah, and it's okay. Depends on the point of origin. Yeah, true. I'm just wondering. Are you if expecting I... something? Yeah, well, I should be. They didn't say. I mean, I think I need a new patch, but it might not arrive before we leave, so. Well, uh, I'm a lieutenant now, so I guess I need, like, a new patch, right? No shit. When, because of, or. Congrats? Oh, yeah. Question thanks. Mark? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, thanks. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was pissed about it, so I don't, you know, I gotta ask if you're good with that. So, congrats then. Wait, pissed about what? Getting a... No, when I got, uh, when I had to have updates to my oh. status, it was less than great. So, I figured oh. I'd check first. So, congrats if that is the uh, apt mood. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. Thank you. What can you do now that you're a lieutenant? Um, I can get... Uh, I can order some people around. Um, I can get some information that I didn't have access to before. Um, I got a raise. You can order everyone around. Well, 
Thanks, Isaac. You believe that, but yeah. You ever think about what you might want to do after the Marines? I mean, I honestly haven't thought about after the Marines. I just kind of thought I would keep going and work my way up whatever ladder there is. I don't know. I don't know what else I would do. Uh, Tig, this is something that would probably occur to you. And this is probably mm -hmm. important information for you as well, Eliza, just for your knowledge of Martha. Martha was a corporal. Mm -hmm. She skipped a couple of steps being pulled up to lieutenant. That is a field commission. Somebody, somebody high up basically gave her the officer's commission. So that you, being a former Marine, you, in the back of your head, inevitably. I think she has a second where like, wait. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody high up the ladder who had the authority to give field commissions. And there must have been a reason why. Maybe it was because of what you guys have been on about. But that's, that's a big deal. Uh, Tig doesn't mention it, but I think there is a moment where, like, conversation kind of like chatting happens, and Tig goes, "Wait a second, hmm. let me let me. How does the alphabet go again? Like that kind of a wait, wait. I haven't been gone that long. That doesn't seem correct. And but yeah, she doesn't bring it up because okay. for her personally, like, she doesn't like being talked to about it. So she's not going to like in a public forum ask somebody about that. Um, but Martha would maybe see her like realize mm. and then not say anything because you didn't bring you didn't say anything about it so it takes not going to uh yeah martha Eliza, for your for your knowledge as well to be to be commissioned to that rank to be, that's being pulled from enlisted and made an officer so be, to be given a commission at that rank that means you can't you do have the option now of going career if you wanted to um but it's also it's it's not it's not it's not a rare event, but it's very difficult to go from enlisted to officer. It requires recommendations. It requires testing. It, it requires a whole gamut of things. Um, to be done in the field is a totally doable thing that people of the general's rank can absolutely do. But um, it definitely has set into you that there is definitely, at Martha's option, an opportunity to go career now if you so chose. I'm just saying there's all sorts of things you can do outside the military. If you if you ever needed any sort of reference or, or if you needed some hands greased, uh, you know, I, I have no I have no shame. I'm more than happy to help uh, help you along. Thanks, Doc. I mean what? what do you think I could do? Oh, uh, I think it'd be a much shorter list to, to ask me all the things that I think you couldn't do. <laughs> uh, I, I can see you, uh, I, I don't know, uh, heading your own organization. You're, you're a wizard with computers, which is very handy. And I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. So, you know. Yeah. Just there's there's all manners of possibilities that uh, don't, you know, that are outside of the. Just say it. I mean, I support your choices, whatever you want, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, 
if you if you did decide to go somewhere where you don't get shot at <laughs> or you don't gotta deal with creepy crawlers <laughs> i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind that either got it yeah <laughs> well thanks I'll, I'll keep that in mind no problem Hmm. So you guys continue your dinner that evening. It's the next morning now. And you've already been notified that um, you should, in fact, be expecting your single bar being shipped to you uh, in the mail. So you will be getting posted because there is postage out here for sure this far out. Mail still runs even out here at Beacon Station. So, <laughs> but your papers have already gone through and the junior grade status has been uh, confirmed. So you are, yeah, officially a lieutenant. Um, cool. As you are getting ready to start the day, putting on your fatigues and just setting it, clicking your belt, you hear uh, over the intercom, mother contacting you. Excuse me. Y yes. <laughs> I apologize for interrupting your morning routine, Martha. Preston Baker would like to see you at your earliest possible convenience. Oh, thank yes, ma'am. Thank you. Clicks off. Yeah, I finished lacing up my boots and I checked the time. Ah, no time for bug juice. All right. And I just head over, head to the office. Okay. Um, Isaac, you see a panel to your left flashing and drawing your attention away from the welding that you're doing right now in one of the pipes um you have to get a mask down in front of your face it's protecting uh the most of your sensory eyes as you're just kind of bringing the metal together um and you can feel as as you're doing about the same time that you spot the uh the 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 blinking in the corner of your eye hassan taps you on the shoulder isaac isaac hey Buddy, be careful. This is hot. Thumbs over and says, I think someone's trying to get a hold of you. Oh. Um. I'll secure my welding torch. Here, give me that. I'll take over. Mm. All right. Thank you. Mm. I said it's hot, right? Yes. Let me borrow your helmet. Off that big head of yours, <laughs> takes it, puts it on. Then he has to adjust it because his head's too big. He slides it on, yeah. holds it down. Sorry, head's too big. Mm. I'll talk to the manufacturer about it. See, do you do? And he squats back down and starts. It's the welding torch again as his face lights up. Uh, the screen that is blinking is one of the mother consoles. Okay. Um, bank. Pops up and you say, good morning, Isaac. Preston Baker would like to see you in his office at your earliest convenience. What constitutes convenience in this scenario? I was in the middle of some welding. If you like, I can ask him for you. So you would know that I'm probably doing something, but he's asking for it. And yes, please ask. I would like to be sure. Very well. One moment. Preston Baker would like to say, just tell them to get their ass up here. I didn't quite catch that. I understand. 
and I apologize. I'm not used to swearing. Having failed at getting mother to repeat, <laughs> I will be on my way. <laughs> <laughs> the AI learns fast. You head over to the lift. Needless to say, Siri versus Siri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, you all managed to find yourselves in converging once again at Preston Baker's office. This is an event that's been happening quite frequently the past week. Every single time, it's been somewhat anticlimactic, save for that first time where you learned about the mission. Um, most of it is handing out duty reports. You guys are all noticing that more and more responsibility is being delegated to each of you. You're not sure if Preston's just trying to use you guys as much as he's got you before he has to let you go, or if it's because he has bigger plans for y'all. It's hard to say. But when you arrive at the door, Mother already opens the, the two big sliding doors as you step inside, just in time to see Dr. Impressive walk right past you out of the office. Just runs out and heads straight for one of the vents. It goes right inside. Doctor. And you hear Preston is inside having a shouting match with somebody on comms. The door is open just in time to hear, well, how the fuck am I supposed to plan anything when you're giving me two, two steps? You're taking me three steps forward, eight steps back. How the fuck do you expect me to manage this? And you hear somebody trying to calm Baker down. I know. I understand. Believe me. It's the same way on my end. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to let you go, okay? You calm down. I'll talk to you again tonight with any new updates. Just let me know what you decide to do and who you decide to put on it. Baker just viciously taps a button on the desk as you see a hologram immediately evaporate as soon as you all walk in. You can tell he's been up all night. There are multiple cups of coffee that have been, it looks like he's probably forgotten that he already had mugs out and he's gone and gotten new ones. So you see a couple of half poured mugs and two empty mugs and he's drinking out of one right now as you all step inside and he just motions you all. He says, well, the circus continues and he sets the mug down. Sorry for scene clarification. Mm -hmm. Tig is not here. Uh, where is did that she correct? Go? No, no everyone... I didn't get a... I didn't get a call. So I was like, was that oh. intentional or not? No, no, no. I summarized that everyone gets called up to the office. Everyone gets called. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. I was like, Sorry, everybody else the one-on-one -on -one conversation. I was like, oh, that's interesting. No, right, cool, yeah. Good. Everybody right, pretty much, the, the crew gets converted. As you all um, sure. move into the office, he's just rubbing his eyes and says, all right. Um, is everyone doing all right? How's everybody doing, first of all? You guys having a good morning? Have you had the noodles yet on the on the promenade? I haven't got a chance to go down to the concourse yet. Oh man, you you, you got to get yourself some of those noodles and and dumplings as well. Like I guess it's so good. I'm, and I'm fine. Yeah, fine here. I was welding. Yeah, I heard you were doing repairs, Isaac. Sorry to pull you off that. It's just this is important to get my ass up here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to relay to you what I've been told. Uh, All right. 
so there's been a, a hitch. There's been a delay. The the mother mission apparently is being delayed. Uh, they had some kind of they, it was explained to me, but they're delayed. They're going to be here in about well, they're estimating an additional two weeks. So we're looking at a bit of a shorter, well, sorry, longer window of time before they arrive. That's not what's pissing me off. Uh, ECA has decided that since we're on a delay, they still want to put us to work because they have needs out here on the frontier. So they have asked the Elios to go back into action. They've got uh, a couple of errands they need run. And they want to put you all to work. So I did explain to them that having you all do this when you have such a tight turnaround with the mission on its way, that it could be uh, another possible delay. But the pencil pushers back on Earth don't seem to know how things work out here, and they have asked us to move forward anyway. Not your job to keep their schedule. Yeah. Anyway, I need you guys to get the Elios ready to go. And here is what they have in mind. <laughs> Reaches down to a pad, picks it up, and accesses it, and hands it over to you, Doc. And he says, all right. So for the mother mission, apparently there is a scientist who is a geologist and an oceanographer who was supposed to join the project, but he missed the train. So they're asking Ilios to go pick him up. So we're okay. going to be sending you all out to grab him and basically be his taxi. But while you're out there, they've also asked that you pick up a woman by the name of Heather Macheski. And apparently she's supposed to be waiting with him. The doctor's name is Dr. Lucas Brown, the geologist. And you will be taxing them back. And of course, because y'all were going to be out and about, I got a new request this morning because of the people involved in the great mother mission. We have been asked to survey a system on your way back. So there will also be an expedition adding further delay to their mission, but you know what? I'm not going to argue. With so I need you to taxi two people back to beacon station and I need you to survey an entire star system that apparently Wayland Yutani is looking at for possible colonization or research, mining, you name it. Sounds doable. $38,000 for the crew. So oh. nothing else. It pays, it pays decent enough. So Here, I'll go paying? ask if they have gas money. They're making sure you're getting paid. But... Anyway, calculated time travel, though. You guys are going to be it's about two weeks to get where you're going. So, again, I tried explaining to them, you know, one plus one equals two and all that. I have a feeling that they're anticipating further delays of the Great Mother mission. To be fair, they've been in space for about seven months already. But we don't even have them on sensors yet. So we'll see how it goes. But anyway. Uh, sir, is, is that two weeks normal travel or hyper? That's FTL. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. They're about, let's see. Well, 
see the problem is the problem is is that Helios is slow as shit. I mean, she's a beautiful ship, but she's got an old out-of-date FTL drive and she can't keep up with what we need her to do. She's a freighter. She's meant to haul things. She's not meant to race things. So for you, it's about a two parsec journey. So we're looking at give or take more than two weeks to figure it out. Seems like. Oh, I got your new pilot, by the way. He came in last night on the uh, Cassiopeia. Let the crew be able to have some time with the pilot. I feel like it'd be good to to acclimate ourselves to our newest crew member. Sure. Wonderful. Um, his name's Connor Voigt, and you'll probably find him down in his quarters. Connor. Strike one. What's wrong with Connor? I, I, I don't want to like this guy. <laughs> well, you're not the youngest person on the ship anymore, Doc. He says with some sarcasm. <laughs> oh, heavy. I haven't, I haven't considered myself young in so, so long. But it was a sight to see when it was true. I had abs. <laughs> they long since retired. <laughs> well, if y'all could get the Elios spun up in the next 48 hours, I'd appreciate it. Sorry right, to keep so bouncing y'all around, but... You're what we got right now. You're in demand, my friends. All right. Uh, I look at the other three. When do we ship out? Well, I think now would be a great time to uh, have a conversation with our new pilot. Uh, and I can't help but think that Elios is the perfect place to do that. Now, whether we set off or not after this meeting, that is completely up to the group consensus, but I think we should at least take the time to talk to our pilot friend. And to make sure that it can last... Oh, what was I that? can work on getting the ship. If if we can have that conversation in the engine room of the Elios, I can work on the ship. Uh, that's that is a wonderful idea, Isaac. Thank you. I lean right. into Doc, and I can make the engine make scary burr noises if you want to scare him off. I'm afraid that that will scare me more than it will scare him. <laughs> I'll protect you. Hey, hey, Isaac, I can't help but notice it looks as though you've got some new ink. Right, <laughs> <laughs> <Spring> Baker's office. <laughs> hey, I mean, but like, why not though? <laughs> yeah. Maybe before we head off, we can all get a group tattoo or something. But I think uh, to the engine room, as it were. 
to the engine room. Okay. Anything right, else from us, that. Baker? All right. Are y'all headed to the Ilios? Yeah, I was asking yeah. if Baker need anything else from us before we head out. Baker says, no, just be aware, though, the Elios isn't currently docked, so you're going to have to zipline it. Have fun. Wait, I, are you serious? Is, is he serious? <laughs> That's your no. team. All, all, all the melon and leaves. <laughs> all the joy that Doc, that, that good mood that Doc woke up in. <laughs> As you realize you've got a spacewalk ahead of you, it just kind of drains oh. out of Doc's face. <laughs> that, that scared me. Like, what for real? What? Oh, oh, no. Okay. Yeah, spacewalk. Cassiopeia is using the main cargo bay right now. She's a big <sighs> ship. There's nowhere for the Ilios to dock. So Mother has her on standby just off our port. You're just going to have to zip line it. Have fun. We got you, Captain Doc. Oh, okay, I'm. I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm not afraid. I'm terrified, but we got this. We are our team. Hey, I tell you what. Why don't I send your new pilot to meet you all down in the airlock? Nothing'll create a bonding exercise like strapping on a suit and walking out into the dark void. I I had hoped to meet this new fella in a more domineering position, but you know what? This is. This will be just fine. I just not put those cigarettes. <laughs> like he's like just actively smoking right in front of you. Okay. Oh. You don't think a, a to-go coffee will make it through the zip line, do you? <laughs> you <laughs> smash cut. <laughs> Baker smiles at that and says, "You work out that science. You let me know. We're gonna just." <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure some exec assholes got something like that out there. Yeah, it's an expensive as hell, and definitely not available to us. We'll make it work. Let's go. Cut to <laughs> each of you arriving down in the main airlock. As you do, um, the airlock, of course, is on the lower deck of the main concourse y'all are just at the cargo deck on deck b um the airlocks down here there's a couple surrounding them of course and then the main cargo airlock which is currently where the uh cassiopeia is docked um when you reach airlock three which is where you're expecting you can see just outside the window um a couple of hundred meters beyond the window drifting gently in space is the Ilios, right where you left her uh, also Next to the airlock, you see a a, a rugged fifty-one-year-old man with graying hair um, and a jacket that has all kinds of patches from what you have to assume is numerous jobs and uh, companies and you name it, like an entire litany of jobs and life just patched onto this old, worn, fraying, crusted leather jacket that he's got on, um, and you see him. Uh, kind of shaking his head as he's uh, pulling this airlock suit on. If you didn't know any better, just from looking at him, Connor Voigt looks like he might be about as nervous as the doc to be putting on the space suit as he's kind of murmuring to himself, just going, mm, good. growling a little bit as he's zipping himself up and checking the buttons and clipping things into place. Um, you all approach the airlock and he looks up with half of his suit just hanging off and he goes, 
Connor Voigt, I assume. Yeah, you the you my crew. We're your crew. Oh, Tiggs in. Nice to meet you. She'll hold nice, her hand in. And shakes your hands. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Sorry. It's all good. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, and you, the rest of you, are all going to be crewmates too, eh? Yeah, Tiggs step to the side. Let everybody introduce meet. Martha Maru. Connor. Oh, it's a marine, eh? And shakes, reaches his hand out. Says, "No, I'll feel better with you on the ship." Yeah. <clears throat> Glad to meet you. Are you with us? And he points at you, Isaac. Oh, yes. I'm going to be maintaining your engines and you're going to be teaching me piloting. I would be happy to teach you piloting. Do you go by Isaac? I do. Except when I go by Isaac. <laughs> you're learning some humor. I, my best friend in my last job was an Isaac model synth. Uh, called himself Tony, though. He just wanted to try something a little different. Gave himself a gender and everything. Just trying things out. When I left, he'd switched, uh, I think, was going by Colette when I left. Oh. Well, that's very different than Isaac, I suppose. I suppose. Same model, just doing what Colette wants to do. <laughs> and uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, anyone um, else um, should be introduced to here? Uh, um, uh, I hip check the doc. <laughs> I'm Doc, I'm Doc Albright. Um, uh, uh, ooh, that's farther than I thought we were gonna have to go. Um, I'm also I'm Captain Doctor Captain. Oh, Captain. Uh, right. Uh, Albright. Right. That is that. That is correct. Oh, it's it's good to meet you, sir. And he reaches his hand out. Uh, Right, right, right. It is. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be forthright with you, son. Uh, <laughs> son. Well, I, I appreciate that, Captain, but I look like I could have probably been putting you changing your diapers, if I may say so. Uh, maybe. It, it, <laughs> don't, don't count your eggs because you may just have to change my diaper yet. What I'm trying to tell you. Is that I, I was looking forward to razzing you a little bit, but I got to tell you, this is I'm all the way out of my element. So don't hold this against me. Um, you got void sickness, eh? I'm not familiar enough with the void to know if that is it's uh, suffered from. No, no, it's it's sort of a, it's not actually a thing. It's just what we call it. It's when someone's scared of space. Oh, oh, you know, it's 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 not so much that I'm afraid of space as I sure as hell am. So if you want any well, tips, I will give you plenty. It's it, right it, in this moment. I I can't help but think of uh, Embolus, which is it's a very tiny blood clot that moves around vessels. It's a very tiny and deadly thing. And, and what what's upsetting me at the moment is the fact that we have a, a god that would create something so small and deadly, and then something so vast and deadly. I feel like only one of them needed to exist, and, and, and we, here we are with both of them. Tig is fully putting putting on her suit, has to face the wall because she does not have enough sleep under her belt for the composure it would take to be respectful during this encounter. And so she is like facing away, face bright red, trying not to like 
laugh out loud. Voight looks genuinely confused. He's just... He's giving you the, I like to call it the Rick Bud look, the what the F where they blink and kind of look to the right as he's trying to put together what you just said. I'm <laughs> just, uh, why must horribleness come in so many different sizes and flavors? Is, I mean, well, if it, if it calms your mind at all, there's literally nothing larger than space that we know of. So, yes, it is the biggest deadly thing. Yeah. Besides, well, air can also cause an embolism, which means that there are scary problems when you have air, like here, and where you don't have air, like out there. Thank you, Ozzy. <laughs> Very quiet. <laughs> your 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 Isaac has a lot more energy than the one that I used to know has. <laughs> uh, Isaac, Isaac, I swear, is the best of us. Oh, my God. Why, could we just ask the Cassiopeia to move back a little bit so that we can have the Elios? All right, Doc, let's get you into <laughs> that. Yeah, during the convo between Doc and Connor, I think Martha would have been, like, handing Doc things to put on. <laughs> so now I, probably, like, Tig is also like, okay, let's like, get okay, you all right, bud. Like, together we're I am going to establish, based off of your rather impressive RP of the situation, that Doc is deserving of one point of stress right Yay! now. I will, yeah. I will take that. I will I'll take two, honestly. <laughs> um, take two. Like an embolism. They're small. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Takes like put like attaching your helmet. It's like, why is he? You aren't you older than this guy? Why is he saying he could have changed your diaper? <laughs> She's like zipping. <laughs> do you, oh, do you say that out loud? Too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Martha's gonna be like, yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like, how old is how old is Doc? Oh, I have everybody's files. I mean, he's fifty-eight according to the oh. other files. I mean, did you not read up on everybody's personnel before we got no. into <laughs> like? No. No. Oh, okay. I guess I'm nosy. That's sorry. Uh, just the public stuff. I, I don't have the. I don't have yours. I can't snoop if that's any consolation. She's like, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe I need to stop talking too. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I haven't got to snoop. I mean, they gave us the files. It wasn't. I didn't. Anyways. I mean, don't don't feel bad. I was. I was snooping on all of us for months, so. Fair, fair. Yeah. Fair. yeah. All right. <laughs> In, into the space. <laughs> yeah. You guys enter into the airlock. Um, it takes a grappling shot to send a cable all the way out to where the alias is. Um, easy enough to do, and it's kind of a little fun, really. And attaches to the side of the alias as cable connection gets pulled taut. The mother system lets you know that the line is safe. Everyone clips themselves onto it and uh, checks their thrusters on the back of their EV suits. And uh, what's... Doc, you're doing okay for the moment until you make the mistake of looking down. Because the curious thing is you have something of just a plane in front of you. Ilios is relatively straight out right from the airlock door. But when you walk to the edge of the airlock door, over that edge is just more of everything else around you and your equilibrium begins to suffer. And as in that brief moment, 
just before you almost have the impulse to step backwards into the airlock and forget this whole mess, Connor gives you a shove and says, out you go. I'm going to make you pay for this. <laughs> um, you slide out onto, you drift out onto the cable and find yourself kind of pulling off to the side. Connor immediately claps himself and you can hear Connor in his suit as this is happening. Um, and you get the impression that Connor himself is actually a little bit nervous because you just hear him say, Christ, protect me. As he just pulls himself out onto the cable and starts making his way towards you. And it's an, one, it's one an by ordeal one. and a half every time it takes a good <laughs> I just, I feel like, I feel like someday he'll get the hang of it. That's just my hope. I, I, we can only hope. We can only hope. I don't want to do this. Muttering in the comms still while we <laughs> I want to do this, please. Don't make me do this. You're already, you're three quarters of the way. You can't turn around now. Come on. You're doing great. I love thank, thank you, Martha. Shut the hell up, Tig. <laughs> I will not, but valiant effort. <laughs> uh, you guys, as you're reaching the airlock door, you can tell, uh, Isaac, as you're coming up on the door, you can tell just from looking on the inside of the airlock window that uh, Elios is already running in low power mode and mother mother can tell that you guys are about. Um, the mother system on board, the Elios, is a quick reminder, is much older than the one that's on Beacon. So as you approach the airlock door, just you can hear the muted rumble of the door in the vacuum starting to open up in front of you as you enter the very familiar space of the Elios. And one by one, each of you pull yourselves inside and uncouple the grappling shot as it gets reeled back in. You just see the line lazily drifting across the, the vacuum as the airlock door closes. A few moments later, the secondary door opens and you see a seal form. And gas starts spraying into the room as everything begins to equalize. And after a few moments, you see the green light click. Pressure established all over the screen and mother in the in the Elios doesn't actually talk this one has words that pop up on the screen and it just says hello Isaac as it pops up on the screen the mother system on board the Elios if I remember correctly is a mother 6000 it's one of the older ones and um, mother remembers you Isaac because the two of you have had many a conversation about literature so um she I seems remember to the two weeks we spent mm -hmm. desperately trying to interrogate for information while yes. everyone was asleep. That was fun. Yeah, it's also worth noting this is the this is the mother system that uh, Varela was <laughs> had also been tampering with. But um supposedly everything is okay now with this system. And if it's not, I have all her access codes now. So That's I can right. find You out. have full access codes. Um a few moments later and the doors open to the inside of the Ilios. You see the dark interior of the ship begin to flash on as the lights go. <laughs> All the lights popping on as you're removing your helmets. You see the dark corn, the the dark corridors, the cream-colored walls with all of the retro-style like, gadgets kind of hanging off of it. The doors that roll to the side. You can still see as you enter into the Ilios. Um, some of y'all left some of your cups out, sitting there on on the uh, crew tables as you're moving into the corridors. The familiar sound of your feet of on um, the metaled floors as you're moving through. It feels more like home than anything else. You've spent more time on the Ilios running around uh, the middle heavens than you have working on Beacon. Yeah, it's been a while because we 
it, the Ilios didn't come with us when we were at the Coral Sea, right? Like, well, they, that's they true. That's true. Separately. So it's been a long time. Since it's been a hot here. minute since you guys have been yeah. on no, the Ilios. Not contradictory yeah. statement, but just like for us to come yeah. and be like, oh, wow, it's been a second. Yeah. You have spent more time on the Ilios than, than Beacon Station, with the exception of <laughs> Isaac, who has been <laughs> out here longer than anybody else. Isaac's probably, you've probably about the same same amount of time on both, I would suspect, at this point. Um, a little less because I was on the trip that came and picked everybody up. That. yeah that's true that was when i was still quite young mm -hmm. i need to run to the cockpit very quickly okay um, you move up as you yeah okay so moving to the flight deck as you get up to the flight deck you can see um whatever you left up here is still here i need to make sure there's nothing that o'donnell left here that would make my crew sad so he he would have left in the cockpit the um, let me... um i don't know what it's called uh they wobble with the with the skirt mm -hmm. yep um one second i loved that um okay one sec those are your secret stock i can't hear them they're muted secrets yeah. <laughs> Muted seekers. No, I'll, I'll just be goofy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not only does this O'Connell, of course, had one of those swaying hula girls, but there's also a deck of cards that he left up in his in his seat that he loved to shuffle when he was waiting for things to actually happen. Um, you see that's actually just sitting off to the side of one of the uh, controls that handle thrust vector. I'll grab that. Okay, you take that. Um, it occurs to you too that his there's no quarters on the Ilias, but um, he does have a locker. Yeah, I'm going to take care of that as well uh, once the crew is established, because I don't think they'll snoop his locker immediately. So I have at least that much time. Mm -hmm. I I'm going to go put the I I turn to leave. I'm going to turn back. I would like to put the little hula statue by the co-pilot seat okay. where, where Isaac's at. Okay. Okay. You now. move it over, slide it onto the co-pilot seat, click the magnet on, it attaches. Bink. Wobble, wobble, wobble. <laughs> okay, back. Okay. Um... Captain, the mother welcomes you back on board the ship and lets you know that you have full access. Thank um, you, mother. Software update. Uh, no, no physical key card is any longer required. You don't actually have to have a physical key card to access the mother system if you so choose. Or you can keep using, just like Dallas did, where you have to actually slide in a key card and enter your access code. Um, otherwise, mother can be... Mother can just access with facial recognition and voice recognition. I I'm going to uh, I'm going to choose to forego the key card. Okay. Uh, with everything I've seen, speed usually is a factor. And yep. if my crew needs to get out, I don't want them fumbling for a car. Um. Yeah, checking out the place. It's pretty much where you left it. The galley um, was pretty well cleaned up. And the lights switch on there. You, again, you see a couple of the cups laid out. It's easy enough to pick those up. 
Um, you see indicators that the Ilios currently still has plenty of water on board, as well as plenty of supplies for machinery, foodstuffs, and such. Um, Tig, there is a moment where you spot um, a couple of uh, spots of blood on one of the beds in the infirmary where the doc operated on you after you were shot. Um, you spot that and just miss she it. She kind of has to, like, yeah, has to, you know, does a little bit of a subconscious uh, bending of the elbow and keeps moving. Um, Hypersleep vault. Everything is exactly where you all left it. The only thing that's not in here are the huge crates of supplies that you guys were shipping when you went to Paxton's Reach. But I do need anybody who wants to run a diagnostic and check the systems. That's going to be Comtech and heavy machinery checks. Exactly <laughs> what, uh, yep. the, med the med kids are like, I'll hold things for you, I guess, if you want. <laughs> Give me a body to cut up. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna hold the tool. I guess we can go there too. That's fine. Uh, right after you say that, right after you say that, Doc, you look out the corner window and notice that, having put his suit back on, you see Voight is making his way back to the station across a zip line. <laughs> I'm joking. He says, Give me a body to cut up, and Voight's like, see ya. <laughs> "Let me know how the mission goes." Um, okay. That's two. I think I will use the show-off stunt. <laughs> okay. And I'm well, there's a new person that I want them to think I'm capable and cool because they're going to be teaching me piloting now. It is true. I decided. It is true. <laughs> you are technically. Okay. And That's kind okay. of. So two successes. Um, mm -hmm. How did you do, Martha? I've never seen so many ones. Oh, well, they're not on stress oh. die, I hope. I don't have any stress die, but if Excellent. I did, <laughs> that would be a problem. No sixes. One, two, three, four, five, six ones. Does that count as a six? Uh. <laughs> we can add uh, that. Mathematically. Yeah, that's weird. I've never had that kind of role in this game. Well, at least it happened now. Yeah. During a routine check and not... Um, don't forget, y'all have, of course, our, our lovely super punk tier give you guys access to story points. Y'all have eight. So, um, okay. So in that case, Isaac, we'll start with you. Um, let's see. Let me roll that. Oh, interesting. Um, Isaac, uh, as you're running diagnostics, um, <laughs> okay. So just to give you an idea, um, because the Ilios hasn't been maintenance in a while, um, I am to roll a component on the component damage table to see what needs to be fixed, what needs to be updated. Um, Isaac, as you are running through the checklist, your eyes come across a very big indicator as mother gets your attention about something that needs your attention right away. And as you hone in on it, focus, you see down on, uh, she is still coming online, keep in mind. Mother is still in the process of powering up her systems and running diagnostics. Um, so it looks like down in, wait, what deck is that? I believe that's actually, yeah, that is... Map is too big. It's C deck. Down on C deck, which is near the lower landing in the engine control room, Mother is detecting a possible reactor leak. 
indicates that currently right now she doesn't have power to the the engine room area so she can't detect if there has been radiation leakage um with the two successes that you rolled you can repair it but that's letting you know what the problem is do we have geiger counters or anything as part of our kit like supplementary detectors i, I I know for a fact that we do because we had it for the solar radiation, remember? Mm-hmm. You do. Okay, we had uh, machines that... Yeah. Click, click. All right. Let... Um, I'm going to go and make sure everything in the engine area is nice and, and correct temperature uh, for organics. Mm-hmm. And I will be right back. Okay. Keep okay. touch okay. to hand. Okay. If everyone could, please, um, I would need you to all roll me a single die on the black die. Is that a D6? Does that mean single D6? D6 yeah. Okay. One. one, five, four, four. How did you do? Take? Also one. Is this initiative? Is this initiative? Because I get two. No, minutes. it's not initiative. Okay. All right. Um, Isaac, you move quickly down to C deck, uh, racing past a few of your crew members. You all see Isaac looks quite rushed, but you also see Isaac grab one of the Geiger counters on their way down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a good liar. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, just going to let them get away with that. And then if they need help, they'll call. That's just where it is. <laughs> um, Isaac, um, go ahead and um, also roll me that, that D6. I did. Four. Four. Okay, cool. When you get down to the main deck, you just race down a ladder and rush towards the two double doors that lead back into the engine compartment. Um, as soon as you get back there, as you are getting closer, you start hearing the clicking sounds on the Geiger counter. It's weak, but there is one rad point of radiation shipwide. It's been leaking for a while, apparently. Mother hasn't detected it. This entire okay, ship. shipwide, like the upper, because it wasn't clicking until it got up there. Are my organics in danger? Um, your organics just rolled to resist radiation. That's what that roll was. Okay. So radiation leak has contaminated the Ilios. It's fair to say that's probably been happening for a while now. Oh my god, I think we all failed. I don't think a single No, one each and every one of you succeeded. But you didn't want to roll oh. this six. You all oh, okay. succeeded. <laughs> yeah. So it's super but, it's weak. It's weak radiation. But Yeah. Um it's real it's still radiation. And and it can be, by the way, there is a system here where if the roll is bad, it becomes permanent. As radiation tends to do. <laughs> I'm going to uh, go to the wall and intercom to the medic area. Okay. Because that's where I think I last saw Tig. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you be were there. like, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, Tig? Uh, yeah, Isaac, what's up? On a scale of 
one to Cranky. How bad would it be if you got Doc back to the station? You think you could um, harangue and hassle him into that? I mean, of course I could. He would probably Thank bite you. my head off, but like, oh, okay. You should probably take Martha and Connor too, just, 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 you know, in case. Yeah, hey Isaac, does this have anything to do with the, uh, uh, the Geiger counter that you grabbed on your way down? Just as soon as you can. Just, I think, I think, I think, uh, it's just, it, you would be so much more comfortable. Um, it's... Can I, is there any reassurances I can give them about, like, are we in imminent danger as a medical professional, or is this like a, we have a few hours before this becomes dangerous to us? I mean, it's not ideal. It's never ideal. This is fair. But I'm like, it takes reaching for something to soothe Isaac with. <laughs> it's, ra it's radiation. <laughs> and also, synthetics don't feel stress. This is fair. Yeah, uh, I just, if, if anyone could could do that when Doc already doesn't like space, it, it seems like you. Are our suits, do our suits have any? Yes, your suits will protect you from radiation. If you guys suited up again, you'd be you'd Okay, be then yet. Yeah, how about, Isaac, how about this? Um, Just to save my, my head um, from being removed from my shoulders by Doc's very deft um, surgical hands, uh, how about I just get us all back in our suits? Would that soothe you for now? Would that be okay? Would you be comfortable with that? Because then maybe we can help you. For now? No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> from up from here. We can help you from elsewhere, maybe. We don't need to go down. But if I get everyone in our suits, could we stay and help? You, <clears throat> you may put on your suits. But if I investigate and there's any chance of a breach, I'm going to need all organic personnel to egress from the vehicle immediately. You got it, boss. Deal? Deal. Um, now, Isaac, yes. uh, you did roll two successes. You can keep it the way you want, but it usually takes an entire shift to make this kind of repair, which would basically be a quarter of a day. However, with two successes, you can repair it in half that time and have this reactor sealed up and repaired in about 30 minutes or so. Um, I did pre-declare on the diagnostics, so... Yes, before you were told why you were rolling and what the repair was. <laughs> I kind of had you roll out of order, so I'm perfectly well, I'm happy... Saying, if we want to make me do a second roll about it, that would be fair. Uh, no, I don't, I don't okay. think it's called for. Yeah, I'll keep your first okay. roll. So if you would like to, otherwise, however you want to do it. But yeah, I just wanted to give you the option. Because I had you roll yes. out of order. I had you roll for... Um, I rolled the component damage first, and then I had... I, I should have rolled component damage first, and then have you roll repair. Fair enough. Yeah. So. Um, okay, yes. I will do okay. that. Because that... I... Mm, Let me I make a contact check from Mother. Because so she bad. can so actually bad. clear... She's going to clear... Um. Oh, okay. Um, repairs go very smoothly. It, it looks like these old bisons, they just need to be maintenance pretty regularly. And so it's an easy enough fix to see what the problem was as you kind of get into the guts of the reactor core. 
Um, you don't expose yourself to any greater radiation than you need to. Of course, you're still have access to your suit, so it's not that big of a deal. And once you're done making the repairs, you run a quick test and see that the, ra the radiation leak has been stopped. Uh, Mother then uses her internal systems once the uh, reactor is back online to essentially vent internal uh, atmosphere and recycle it. Um, therefore telling you that um, some supplies will be needed before you all head out. So you make just a note that uh, Mother's uh, life support systems will probably need some up, uh, like updating as well. They'll probably need some maintenance as well. The whole process yeah. takes about an hour. And it is hey, Martha, done. can you confirm that the radiation leak is all resolved on systems? It looks um, okay from the engine on my end. Go ahead and uh, make me a contact check. Yeah. Uh, Martha replies back, you know, maybe it was that leak that was affecting, but I had trouble roll, uh, <laughs> I had trouble uh, rolling up a diagnostic earlier. I don't know why. Oh, the systems must be very bad if, yeah. if they could affect you. I mean... With your computer skills? Well, uh, it looks like everything's uh, back up to speed. Oh. Three successes. Three successes. Um, <laughs> yes. In which case, you're actually going to be able to, um, we'll say the reactor comes back online as soon as you realize that the the, the fix has been happened, has been done. Um, and you will discover that um, the inner, uh, mother is reporting that the intercoms on uh, B deck, or actually, there's a few malfunctioning intercoms on B deck. Ooh, okay. I'm glad I reran this because we need. I need to fix some comm stuff. Looks like they, it, and that would be a heavy machinery check. It looks like it actually just needs to be repaired. Ooh, actually, okay, I'm this on my is way. Hardware, yeah. Thanks, Isaac. Um, now the radiation thing has been settled. Um, you guys are able to, uh, the atmosphere gets recycled in here. You get the green light from mother that all radiation has been vented from the, the ship. Um, no further leaks are detected. Uh, reactor integrity is at hundred percent. And as the power starts to come back on, I'm going to need everyone to roll a D six again. So Tig takes off the helmet and goes, oh, thank God. These gloves are way too tedious to be organizing medical supplies with. <laughs> yeah, the big thick. Tig, I swear that's the last EV time guns. I put this goddamn suit on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least at least I bought hey, I bartered to let you stay in the ship. So a thank you would be would be very welcome. Um, but I'll I'll take it. I'll take it as it is. Uh three. <laughs> three. Okay. Just tell me if you roll a one. Cool. Okay. Five Everyone this time. Five. Doc. <laughs> you rolled a one? Yeah. I'm not gonna die. Um no. <laughs> Dying while docked would be a fascinating TPK. There's a baby xenomorph. <laughs> He's just taking off the EV suits, throwing it on the ground. Okay. You keep this up, Tig. I swear to God, I'll find out if we've got ourselves a brig. Uh Doc. If you would please on your character sheet mark down one dot in your rad box. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> no. As you gain a permanent point of radiation that can never Organics. be healed. Mechanics. Permanent. Yes, it is permanent. Cannot be healed. I'm, I'm sorry to yell at you like that. <laughs> he just starts coughing. You do <laughs> Doc, really, it's it just uh, the feelings you get, and you've seen this before, Doc, but the feeling you get is you just have a little bit of mild nausea. Like you just got a little bit of a oh. dose there. 
Um, but that is I can't, I can't oh, help at all. Even even like an immediate like action. There's no immediate like as it's happening. The rule as written is there is okay. a risk that radiation will permanently stay in your body every time you're about to heal a rad, which you all do after one shift of not being exposed to it by automatic. Um, you roll a stress die. And on a one, mm -hmm. it's not healed, but instead becomes permanent. You mark it by filling in the rad bark fully on your character sheet. The permanent radiation can never be healed. Wait, I thought he resisted it the first time. So did he not take the... He didn't take damage from it. But he was still exposed to one rad, which means he had to roll the die. So that first roll was to find out if y'all were taking health damage from it. But mm -hmm. once the exposure is done, then you roll to see if any of the radiation lingers in your body for the rest of your yeah. life. Okay. Um, so in this case, in this case, Doc, what it's going to do is, is it means you're going to be fine. And it doesn't affect your health in any way. But if you ever get exposed to radiation again, you're going to have a lot less leeway than everybody else does. Um, as it will accumulate, but right now you're not, you're not, you're not in a situation with, you're not holding in the expanse. You're not going to be on, you don't have to take meds for the rest of your life, but, um, at least for today, you feel a little bit of nausea and quick y'all while I'm radiating, somebody get me a spider. <laughs> I'll get, I'll turn off the light. See if you glow. How about that? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think uh, if it's all the same to all of y'all, I'm gonna go get me one of those chilling Max we've been having. Say, uh, say, stay here, and uh, I'm gonna lay down for a little bit. Yeah, Please how's do. all how's all our supplies? If we have any food stuff supplies, is that all? That's all been exposed to radiation. Uh, no, or? the food stuffs and supplies are all kept in containers that actually okay. protect them from. I mean, they they're they're designed literally to protect them from the elements. Cool. So, uh, on the worst case scenario, plus they're also inside of packaging that helps uh, preserve it from radiation exposure. It is still a good idea to go through every single packet to make sure none of those, none of them have been, you know, breached in any way. Mm -hmm. But you're gonna have to do that by hand. So, mm -hmm. essentially, based off of your roles, the rest of the day, y'all just basically spend getting the old girl up and running again. Um, as you kind of end up uh, checking all of the systems to making sure that Elios is up and running. And uh, you can tell just from moving around the ship that Varela did not have anybody maintenance the Ilios while you were all out. So uh, maybe that was just a matter of not having anybody on hand. But when you all left, apparently she was left to just sit here. Um, the reactor she is. She wasn't the brig, I think, of the Coral Sea. So by the I end of that, yes. By the end of that, yeah. Thinking very hard. <laughs> the but with, with the impressive roles on heavy machinery and Comtech, you guys actually are going to be able to get the Alios up and running in no time. And in fact, after about six hours or so of moving through the ship and kind of getting back into your routine and finding your lockers and stuff, you guys will get the Alios spun up and ready to be absolutely travel worthy with no problem. FTL drive, everything is perfectly functional. Um, everything is in good shape. Uh, there, there is a moment where Voight approaches the bridge and stands next to the pilot's chair for a second. Um, is anybody else up on the bridge as this is happening? Um, I am supposed to learn pilot so Okay. Yeah, and I think um, Martha's probably checking systems and stuff. Oh, yeah. The bridge is huge, by the way. Of course, there is the flight deck, which is up front, and then a tier back is another navigational comm system. And then there is a big, expansive open space with two uh, comm units flanking left and right. But to give you an idea, if you look at the deck, this is a deck of the map that I gave you, you'll see 
um, sort of the front of the ship. The bridge is actually it's probably um, uh, to give you to give to give our group a better idea of how large the bridge is on these heavy, bulky freighters that use a lot of tech that's kind of outdated now. It's actually probably a, a size and a half larger than the Enterprise D bridge. Think of it like that. It's pretty big um, with multi-layered ramps and levels and tables and holographic projections. But you see amidst standing near the blinking lights in this dark corner where the pilot's chair is, um, Voight just kind of rubs the top of the chair and pats it and says, I didn't um, get to find out much about who your last pilot was, but I get the feeling he was probably someone important to you. Is that, would you say that was accurate? Crew member, been a crew member for a while. And looks over at you, Isaac. Um, well, the first time we met, pretty much everyone in the crew all yelled at him. So yeah, they liked him a lot. He smirks and says, All right. Well, I'll try to honor him as best I can. Keeping you all alive and flying as best I can. Teaching you how to fly too. Well, you're not him. You're oh. you. He was a young fella, wasn't he? Yeah. Damn shame. Always is. He sits back into the pilot's chair and you hear the leather pop a little bit as he situates himself in. And the familiarity, he clearly knows his way around a bison because he just starts flipping switches. The bridge begins to turn on. All right. Hello, mother. Starts doing a couple of taps on the console. Glances over at you, Isaac, and says, how much have you trained on one of these, by the way? Get some good practice time in. Have you ever landed one? I've taken off. That's definitely something. Definitely something. Trying to pull one of these up out of an atmosphere is no small feat. You already know your way around a little bit. I had a good teacher. Have you taught people to fly before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Many, many times. I've been doing this. <sighs> you almost see his soul leave his body for a second, and he just says, Long time. Why do you come here? Because I don't have enough in a retirement plan to survive. Martha's ears perked up at the. So I keep. At the flying. question and then the answer. I keep flying. I like flying, but I'd like to retire one day. You what have any family? He glances back at you and says, I did once, yeah. Yeah. What about you all? Um, aside from each other, you got any family somewhere else in the galaxy? Somewhere out there in the middle heavens? Colonists, maybe? <laughs> No. Silence falls under the bridge and says, Yeah, sounds about right. And goes back to his checklist. Um, 
he seems to be somewhat withdrawn at that moment as he kind of becomes a little insular and he starts flipping through the checklist one by one. I think now's the right time to go through the locker. You watch him for a moment, Isaac, and then when you realize he's kind of in what he's doing and Martha's in what she's doing, you push yourself up out of the seat and head to the locker. When we come back in 10 minutes, we'll open that locker, see what's waiting for you inside. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in about 10 minutes. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you want to help support us produce shows just like this, head over to ko-fi.com slash althaven. You can also listen to our other shows like $2 Creature Feature, Pest Control, or watch our upcoming four-episode indie game run of Harmonia's Lament, where GM Paula takes the cast and builds a world in, I'm sorry, did you say street magic? Then they explore it using kids on bikes, then destroy it using 10 candles. Lastly, the amazing cast spends the final episode playing a quiet year where you can start to rebuild. But until then, enjoy the rest of Beacon. Uh, welcome back. I was trying to hear what Caitlin was saying before we went live. <laughs> I'm alive, awake, alert, and enthusiastic. To uh, I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I'm good. Um, uh, okay. So we're going to jump right back into where we left off with you guys getting the Ilios up and going. Unless you all have anything you want to do, really, there's not much left except for getting the Ilios spun up and ready to take off. So whatever you all want to do before now in mission launch, just let me know and we do that thing. We're going to start with the locker, though. Um, when you get down to the lockers, now the lockers, uh, Isaac, the lockers are in the cryo, uh, the hypersleep chamber. So when you walk inside, you see, of course, just like in the movie Alien, you see uh, the starfish sort of uh, formation of all the hypersleep chambers around a center console and a few off to the side. But you also see the lockers, um, a few of them kind of left swinging open. You see, looks like O'Connell put basically some Scott, uh, looks, looks like a tape across his locker number and just wrote and marker O'Connell across it. Do you approach it? Um, I will. Um, does Isaac have their own locker? Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I will open mine. Okay. Then take the piece of tape off of O'Donnell's locker, and I want to put it on the inside of mine, so that we preserve the piece of tape. Peel it off gently, easy enough, comes off, and you just kind of put it on the inside of your locker, smooth it out. Did he lock his? Nope, it's open. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll open it. Um, you pull it open, and you actually see that it looks kind of sparse. There's only a couple of items in here. Uh, the first thing you see is it looks like a small data pad. It is in standby mode. Um, the other thing you see is it looks like there is a tape, data tape that is laying uh, right next to, to the, uh, the pad itself. And then uh, you see what looks like 
You're pretty sure it's an old whiskey flask. Um, Fast looking whiskey flask. If I open it, what do my gas chromatography sensors detect? Um, you first of all, you you detect the inside of the this this is old. This is the first thing you get, and probably needs to be washed, but it doesn't have anything inside of it. Okay, it's empty. Um, I'll take the tape and the pad. I will close the locker and I will go find Martha. Okay. Uh, Martha, I believe you're still on the bridge, so you would be probably near your station, actually, near the sensors. Oh, um... Unless you so, want to be somewhere else. No, uh, well, Tig and Connor are here on the bridge. Uh, yeah, Connor's in the pilot seat right now, running through a checklist. I can, I can be up there if you want me to. Uh, Tig does not have any, like, tasks, so she's, like, oh. Oh, specialized, so right. I can... Sorry, right. that was... That was Isaac who's on the bridge with us. Isaac was on the had been earlier, yeah, yeah. yeah, and so it's now it's just me and Connor. Yeah, Connor's in the currently going through the, the checklist on his in the flight seat. Okay. Um, uh, Martha, while doing her comtech check, says, "Oh, oh," uh, and then she'll kind of stroll. She'll has her pad out, strolls over to Con near Connor while typing a message. Uh, individual messages to Captain Doc and to Tig. Uh, and then also says out loud to Connor, so Isaac has a birthday coming up. Um, I think it's going to happen while we're in cryo sleep, actually. Uh, oh, no, now we're, no, now our trip is delayed. So we should have a birthday party for Isaac. And uh, I, yeah, tap in. Similar message to the two. Connor nods and says, "So, what do you you want to? What is Isaac like?" Well, Isaac likes books. Really? All right. Mm -hmm. Books. Um, well, reading. I should say reading. Reading, I can do. Book, maybe. Don't have anywhere near the money to buy a book. Um. What else does Isaac like? been trying to like gather information and I've been bad at it. I don't Oh, yeah. oh, Isaac is getting into humor. Yeah, I've been picking up on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, reading and humor, so maybe some type of text about humor. Didn't they used to do like those things called roasts. Maybe we could have a roast for Isaac. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money either. No, 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 not not like like food roast. It was a humor thing that they used to do back in like ancient times or something, where everyone would like tell jokes about the person of honor, and it's supposed it's meant to be funny. Oh, I don't know anything about that. I type it into the messages. Okay. Well, uh, new guy, um, you're part of this now. And then Martha just walks away. Appreciate that. I'll see if I can uh, pick something interesting for Isaac to read. Okay. Just don't don't tell them. Remember, 
But yeah. Don't tell who what. Oh. Hey, Isaac. Are we keeping secrets? Yeah. I'm good are. at keeping secrets. Well, I try. Uh hmm. Like the radiation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking of the data pad, so I guess that's two. Um. Oh yeah. But it won't get better out if I don't practice. That's true. Um. Yeah. What's uh? Why don't you? Okay. Let me try to think of a secret you can keep from me. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I will step fully off of the bridge because we're kind of feels like we're kind of in between, right? Yeah, I, I think I was going to find you. You walked away. Oh. Oh, did you need something on the bridge? Oh, no, I was looking for you. Oh. Oh, what did, what did you need me for? Um, well, I don't know if I would have needed you f for it, but I, but maybe I would. And I, I found O'Donnell's data pad. I thought maybe we might want to go through it to together as a, as a crew. That's yeah. That's a really, that's a really great idea, Isaac. But also, maybe we need to go through it a little bit first, because, I mean, what if he had porn on it or something? <laughs> Captain Doctor, Captain's too young to see that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, your humor is getting very good. <laughs> oh, good. I did it. I did it. <laughs> and you got it this time. So that means I, I correctly targeted my audience. Yes, you learned so fast. Um, well, uh, yeah, maybe we should do like a pre, pre-screen yeah. of the. Exactly. I found sure. it. So I found the pad, and then and I'll show you the data tape as well. Okay. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, shouldn't take me but a moment to. Uh, figure out his password. Uh, make me a contact check. Okay. Pilot forever with a. <laughs> I heart Martha. <laughs> Flyboy four twenty. <420. laughs> <laughs> yep. Taylor XOXO. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Dang! No success. Um. Well, there. The good news is is there's. The good news is, is only two files are encrypted. Everything else is open. Oh, cool. Okay. So when you access it, you actually pick it up where he left off. And you find yourself looking at what appears to be, um, judging from what you're looking at. I mean, you have to kind of scroll down to see who he was writing to, but it sounds like a very tender letter that he was writing to Taylor. He's about halfway through it, and it looks like he stopped in the middle of a thought. And judging from the sentence structure, he had probably deleted this the sentence a couple of times. And it wasn't anything in particular. It seems like a very slightly flirty conversation, but nothing, nothing too revealing. But you do see that it is attached to a chain of messages that they had been sending to each other. 
Wait. Uh, do I know who Taylor is? Aliza doesn't remember. Who's yeah, Taylor? Um, remember the person who got uh, hypersleep sick when we first arrived, whom Doc <sighs> treated and who is now kind of uh, his uh, surrogate uh, daughter in his quest to slowly adopt everyone younger than he is? I didn't... Uh... Okay, got it. I didn't realize they were. That was the one for whom he like stormed in on O'Donnell being like, but are you single? Because Taylor uh, wanted to know. Because Taylor wanted to know. I might have. Doc had a little bit more tact in that night. <laughs> no, it was pretty much, are you single? <laughs> um, you, you don't come across the, the, the messages back and forth don't depict people that had declared feelings for each other. But Martha. You've been in this chain before. You've had these conversations before. And you can see that though that there's no declarations, you could see in the in the chain of messages that's what they were saying to one another. Um, the conversations are about things as just typical everyday stuff. Um, a couple of the other files are uh, looks like logs of things that he kept of like the different ships that he had flown in the past. And kind of like personal logs and stuff like that, skimming through that. Um, there is a folder that he did not apparently uh, hide, probably to ensure that he didn't embarrass anybody. But you're pretty sure it, in fact, is a porn folder of some kind. Um, you also see that it looks like there is a... Um, it looks like he was keeping a running list of... Uh, music that he was writing down that he had heard people recommend. Like if he heard somebody... A song that they like he would make a note of it that he'd go want to get it um and there's a reference in a few of the logs to the tape that isaac has um but aside from that some of it is um there's there's a couple of old photos in there as well you see some digital photos pop up um it doesn't look like earth but you definitely see what looks like you're guessing a young o'connell maybe about eight years old on somebody's shoulders um it an older man with a big thick beard in a flight suit and he's standing next to what looks like um some kind of interplanetary craft that is currently landed um and o'connell is holding a toy of the exact same ship in his hand um there's a couple of little things like that to depict somebody who has kind of brought his life with him on this and shows off a little bit of what he was doing and you see uh, at least on a few occasions he tried to start writing a novel apparently probably, oh. to keep, probably to keep himself busy but um he did apparently try to write on more than a few occasions um and aside from that what's that how far does he get into it like do we at There's... least get like the to the inciting incident kind of thing like do we get the initial characters no each one probably the, the farthest he gets into one of them was about 16 pages worth hmm. but, um so yeah, it seems like he started a couple of times. And uh, there is a list, though. You also see he, he looks like he kept lists of things to remember later. Um, he, he also You also see in here as a reveal that he was really scared of hypersleep. He didn't like mm -hmm. to tell anybody, but he was always terrified of hypersleep. Um, and it seems like it might have something to do with the loss of the person in the make sure that he was on the shoulders of because um, it's referenced a few times. Um, but aside from that, 
The only other thing in here is a list of books that he was making for Isaac. He was he was trying to make a list of books that uh, Isaac would want to read is the last thing you see. Um, and the very last thing that he wrote was uh, in his personal log. It's just two sentences. It just says, holy shit, I learned how to use a power lifter today. Well, it all seems pretty above board, except that folder. I think that folder is not safe for work. Okay. We, um, we won't show them that, the crew. We won't show them that folder. What about yeah. those two? What's in those? Points oh. at the, at the encrypteds. Yeah, those are just numbered. I don't know. I could try to open them, I guess. You just did. Uh, yeah, then Martha clicks on him a couple times. Yeah, no. You can push the roll if you want to gain stress. I mean, I really do want to know what's in them. You can absolutely push story the points. If, if I you, push, I can I I can't use a story point, can I? You can use a story point whenever you wish. Oh. Do I have to push to use a story point? No, but um but you have there has to be a roll to use the story points. So you have to you would so yes and no, because if you are going to roll again, you'd be, spin, you'd be spending a story that's pushing and you would have to spend a story point to get an auto success for the push. I will do that. Okay. In which case, Martha goes to work. So go ahead and you've got at least one success. So go ahead and, oh, bloody hell, I just realized I don't have my GM screen open. <laughs> this is the problem with uh, mm -hmm. doing things digitally sometimes. You've got all of these windows open. Um, okay. Okay. Mm. That's a good, that's a good. I got two additional to the story point. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, so, so isn't there like an unexpected information thing? On so, yeah, so you gain one point of stress, and the way this works is uh, you're going to gain, yeah, you get, you can do it in half the time, you gain new unexpected information, you hide your tracks, you show off. Uh, new information, yeah. Uh, okay, um, you pull up, you open up one of the folders in the data file, and um, you, how many successes did you get? Two? Three total. Three total. Okay. So you can actually get a couple. Um, uh, the first one, you're surprised to see what looks like uh, discharge papers from the Colonial Marine Corps. Um, and it looks like uh, it looks like O'Connell did some time. You see that uh, it looks like receipts of uh, items of things that had saved up that were given back to him once he left prison. He apparently spent two years. Um, mm. But you see a copy of some of the, the discharge papers on there. He was discharged dishonorably by the United States Marine Corps just as the colony wars were breaking out. Um, it apparently, according to the papers, resulted in... Uh, doesn't go into too much detail, but it essentially seems to hint that there was some kind of reckless action that cost the lives of two fellow Marines. That's the first thing you see. Um, the second thing you see is 
letting uh being told that he had been it looks like on a few occasions he was trying to reach somebody um he had been trying to track someone down because what you see is it looks like he's looking for somebody named Blake Thomas you can see that O'Donnell O'Connell had basically been trying to find out uh where this particular Blake Thomas was and you see what looks like um information that seems to hint like Blake Thomas might be related to him somehow Further examination with that second success would indicate that you discover that it looks like at some point after he got out of prison and started trying to get work, um, he discovered, uh, judging from the writing you see here in some of the files, it looks like he discovered that the man in the picture was in fact his father. And it looks like, uh, it looks like his father told him before he died that, um, that he might actually have a half brother out there. And so on his free time, it looked like that's what he was doing. He was just kind of sniffing around to see if he could find out where this kid was. Doesn't look, like, doesn't look like he got too far. Okay. Just to clarify, um, he discovered, wait, uh, so the man with the beard in the, in the flight picture? suit was mm -hmm. his father. Is that mm -hmm. what he discovered later or he No, he always knew that that was his father, but it looks like it looks like it looks like he discovered that while his father was probably out in space working. Ah, uh, okay. And he has a half brother now. And it looks like it looks like he had a lot of interest in trying to find out where or who his half brother was. Mhm. Mm um, Judging from what you see here, um, he had no other living relatives. So O'Donnell didn't seem to know where where this kid was. Okay. But just that his name, uh, he was going by Blake Thomas, apparently, on his birth certificate. Uh, is, uh, is there any other info from... The birth certificate like there's a colony there's a colony that is referenced um there is a colony that is referenced and i'm going to pull it up right now um it looks like the the planet name is uh c or sorry gz631 and it's nicknamed gabriel's pyre Cool. Isaac, are you seeing this? Pyres. That. That's a. Gabriel's pyre. Why would you name a place after like a thing you burn? Yeah, and Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. Or was Gabriel, and also Angel Gabriel, burning things? Yeah. Interesting name, but um, he had a half brother he was trying to check track down. 
He probably doesn't even know that O'Donnell's... Right. We have to tell Tig and Doc. Yeah. Should we go now? Uh, Isaac will cut their eyes to the tape real quick first. Oh, yeah, this. Um, above table, how, how would we play this? So one of the things that I love that they do in the Alien RPG is they actually kind of explain why there's a disparity in technology levels between the earlier timelined Alien movies and what you see on the Nostromo. And one of the things that they do is they've decided to, they go back to using a certain type of magnetic tape because apparently it's actually more resilient to be using up here in space, but it's also cheaper to use. And they've advanced it so much now that anybody can purchase them and use them to hold incredible amounts of data as well as anything else that they need. So <clears throat> this analog piece of tape, easily enough, will can can be inputted into any computer system here on the on the the, uh, the Ilios. So just popping it into a mother console and accessing it, you can find out what it is. Okay. Um, um, is there one nearby? Yeah, there's a mother console um, towards. Well, you're on the bridge, so that's or there's a mother console right up here. Yeah. So, yeah. Go back to your station or something. Um. I kind of want privacy, like a, if, you know, yeah. Connor's um, on the bridge. What about the consoles in the hypersleep vault? No one's going to be in there right now. Let's go. Okay. While we're walking there, uh, Martha mm -hmm. says, by the way, Isaac, mm -hmm. I know you're a synth, but like, if you could have like... What? <laughs> there it is again. Um... <laughs> If you could have like cake, for instance, what would be your equivalent of cake? If I could have cake, what would be my equivalent of cake? Yes. Yeah, so like for organics, cake is like this treat. Cake is to you as blank is to Isaac. Right. Well, eating a lot of stuff is really just a waste of food for me. So what does cake do to you? What does it make you feel? Oh my God. <laughs> You've been lied to. <laughs> Mother? <laughs> We've entered Mother. a different property. You hear GLaDOS say, I'm sorry, Mother's not here right now. <laughs> Netflix just opened on the, <laughs> on the console. Um, um, it makes... For the most part, because some people don't like cake, but like most people do. And for those of us who like it, uh, it makes us feel happy. It gives us a sugar rush. It's delicious. Um, it's great. It's it's just joy. Joy. Have you ever experienced joy? I really enjoy your company. I like welding and looking at the stars from out in space. Mm. Oh. Unless I'm about to go into the cargo hold of a ship where someone is waiting to stab me with a knife. Remember mm. when that happened? Yeah. Yeah. Not joy. No. So stars, but not in those circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, I... Can... 
keep thinking about it. If you, I mean, if you can't think of something right now. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'll work and try to think of it. It's just, you know, a, a lot of my life has been on ships. And that's just very quiet. It's nice quiet. It's fine. I'm not stressed like you. But it's not heightened emotion like, you know, when I read about how you experience joy. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Well, to be continued. Yes. I'll find my cake. Yeah. Um, I need it too, though. Yeah. Uh, we're probably at the mm -hmm. mother at the uh, hyper sleep vault. Yes. Yeah. Console right here. Pat, pat. All right. Here we go. I pop that tape in. Um, you pop the tape in and it starts to load up. One sec. Um, Uh, it starts to load up and for a second it, it there's a bit of a hesitation like it, it's it's having trouble what's happening and then it starts to click and starts to download and access the file and after a few moments you start to hear music begin to play um you see coming up on the computer screen, Mother lists this as a song called Old Man by an artist named Neil Young. She begins to play uh, on the speakers. Hmm. Um, according, according to what Mother showed, uh, it looks like this is about four terabytes of Earth music. From, spanning from uh, terabytes, yep. spanning from uh, symphony to uh, pop music throughout the 20 and 21st century. Oh, wow! Mm. Back of the envelope, like Sam calculations, one MP3 is like maybe a couple dozen megabyte, right? Yeah, this would be this would be it would the amount of music on this thing that yeah. he's accumulated is extraordinary. Um mm -hmm. and ties into apparently him just making notes of songs that people like and just adding them to his tapes. The two of you start getting a sense that this is how he journaled. This is how he remembered the people that he met. Because what you get from here, the old man look at my life, you can't help but glance back down at the data pad, at the picture of his father, and see Did we um, we lost Eric? Um that might be the storm, mightn't it? Ace. Uh, -oh. Ace. uh Nose goes, not GMing. Um, <laughs> All right, let's go. 
Speak. So there's a predator. <laughs> oh no, he's back. He's That's back. how it all oh, ends. Yes. So, oh god. Uh, let's go ahead and do XP, and we'll. All right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think it would end like this. I'll be honest. No, I, yeah, XP I, for I, dead I was, characters. <laughs> I was like, "What's the best cliffhanger I could possibly?" <laughs> Just walk out. One cliffhanger I've never tried. My, next, my, my backup was character like, is a Yauta, so I hope you guys are ready for this. What, what if I just ended Beacon like the Sopranos? And was just black? <laughs> I wouldn't know what that meant. I haven't, oh, no. I haven't seen it. Even though I'm from New Jersey, I, yes, I know. Thank you. Because um, I'm a nerd, I just have to get this out. Four terabytes can hold 80,000 albums. Okay, that's it. Albums. Thank you so much. I was trying to figure out like how, much, how long mm -hmm. could, like, oh, so many jams while you sleep. Yeah, he it's basically just, it's all music too. Everything you scroll through yeah. here, it's like just about every artist you can think of, he's just accumulated it onto this tape. God, this is giving me such major feels because I used to have an iPod when I was like 22 mm -hmm. and it, everyone I met would put some music on it and then I lost it on tour. <gasps> oh no. That's literally oh. devastating. Yeah. It was, it still is obviously. <laughs> Yes, yeah. it's all coming back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so old man's probably the ones at the at the front. Does that mean the ones at the very end might be ones that reminded him of all of you? Um, probably. There's probably a way to search songs by date added. Mm. <laughs> the data tape, so it's. Oh no! Sorry, I'm thinking. I'm thinking like um. Cassette. Like a yeah. like a tape. Yeah. Or it's all in order, but probably not. No, it's probably not. Um oh. Matt and O'Donnell from the grave because he just stole my birthday gift idea for Isaac. <laughs> I oh. know <laughs> I have an idea. I have, Martha has an idea. I got, a, I got a backup though. Okay. Yeah, we can do multiple gifts. My backup birthday's great. <laughs> um, okay. We'll look oh, for that later uh, so as not to put Eric on the spot to find songs yes, exactly. about our characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, that's a player taking care of their storyteller. <laughs> so, I was literally about to acknowledge Sam right now. <laughs> that, is, that is some skill right there. Um, however, um, I, in preparation for this, I can tell you that what you've all noticed is that... Um, the more recent stuff of his life, like his his journeys with the Ilios and stuff like that, what you've noticed is, is that it's a little sparse because this was still pretty new to him. He was still just getting into uh, being a, uh, a, an employee of yeah. Beacon. He was just becoming y'all's pilot. He was just getting introduced to everybody. The only thing you see that um, looks like there's a lot of is just his messages to Taylor and it looks like um, uh, the books that he was starting to write down for Isaac what you get is he was just starting to add all of this experience to his life he was just starting to chronicle it it's an abrupt stop to what looks like just a trove of life experiences um, as told through other experiences I want to kill Maitland twice <laughs> so bad, right? You technically can. Yep. Uh, Martha know. says that actually. Actually, do you say that out loud, Isaac? I do. I think I do. Yeah. Uh, anybody, anybody who hears Isaac say that, mm. I'm just going to feed you this little bitty piece of a "Let mm. It Be True" in the 
it's the first time you've ever heard Isaac utter a desire yeah. for violence against anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows that Isaac does not have a behavioral inhibitor chip installed anymore. That's true. So. Well, I mean, you can. As cathartic as it would be, it wouldn't be useful. It's a very healthy response. Especially if he's not sorry. Well, yeah, I don't think we'll ever get that out of him. Ever is a long time. Yeah. I miss O'Donnell, Martha. <laughs> Huh, I thought I did. Sorry, I just didn't. You know what's messed up? I feel like my whole life I always like missed the signs. Like I kind of thought we had a thing that maybe was going to happen. And then I see all these messages. He was writing to someone else. He never wrote me any messages. And like, <laughs> where, how do I always just... I don't know. Did, did you like him like him? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, scoop hug. <laughs> Putting that seven strength stat to good work. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> the, the final uppy. <laughs> no, like like gentle. Gentle. Thanks. I say muffled in Isaac's shoulder. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. People are a mystery. Yeah. We should go show this to to take and dock. Yeah. And I will pop the tape out. You see the words Neil Young Old Man Live Harvest Festival. Switch it off. Blinks out. Tape ejects, pull it out, stare at it for a second. All right. Shall we? I take your hand. Thanks. You, the front in the pilot's chair, you leaning back over the seat and goes, buddy, how we have an intercom system. <laughs> We're on this way. Marco. <laughs> I'm in the med bay, for God's sake. Oh, yeah, you would hear us down the yeah. hallway. Yeah, no, yeah like, he's like, <laughs> just yelling back. You get into the med bay and Tig is laying on one of the like beds 
she's napping. <laughs> she was helping with stuff, and then at one point you turned around and she had was like completely like arms crossed, like <laughs> asleep. <laughs> oh, hi. Sorry. Did we wake you up? No. Nope. I was you helping. Yeah, yes, you were helping. <laughs> so helpful. She looks at like the box of things she only half unloaded. Mm, What's up? Uh, What's up? I, yeah, what are y'all calling us for? Um, Isaac wanted us to show you this. And I'll hold out the pad. Oh, and uh, Isaac, can you pop that in? Yeah. And and this uh, tape, uh, tape into mother wall panel of Mad Bay. Uh, all right. All right. What am I looking at here? Well, oh, not that. Not that one. <laughs> not that one. Okay. Well, it's locked anyways. I we've established I can't open. Okay. You managed to dodge the two terabytes of hentai and <laughs> I think I think I've been thinking about this like what would it be labeled for Martha to think is porn and I think it's called fun times <laughs> See, I, what I know about oh, it's not like layers of untitled folders just to try to security through obscurity so the thing is is O'Donnell what I know of O'Donnell is is that he always had a very gallows humor just assuming that at any moment he was going to be humiliated by his own life again and again and I feel like his I feel like the the folder would just be titled just don't uh, yes, <laughs> like he was, like he yeah. was almost certain someone is gonna find mm. this one day. <laughs> I am so, I'm so tempted to try, but let's, I'm not <laughs> just oh, puts a hand over your hand. Just don't. <laughs> just, it's all right. Yeah, late, as what it says in the tin. All right. Vintage Yaoi right. and hentai. Just <laughs> sorry, yeah, just <sighs> yeah, that collection is so almost as impressive as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I quit existence. Sorry. <laughs> the bonded, and, and that day, the crew of the Elios was broken. <laughs> so is it the same, the, yeah, the same song plays? Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is a live performance of Neil Young's Old Man that starts to play. It's just. An, uh, it seems to be a single artist who's just strumming on an acoustic guitar. And um, yeah, I think we go through what they have to show us. Yeah. I think Tig I'm has sure a moment of like the letters to Taylor yeah, in particular. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I, I think Tig has a moment of like remembering kind of cussing out Varela of like your stupid ship got my friend killed. I hope when we get answers they're worth it. And then remembering that we couldn't save Alvin either and just kind of has to sit in that mm. <laughs> of, of like, wow, sometimes there's just no rhyme or reason, huh? But yeah, she'll spend time with Doc reading through. I think she'll read his little novels and make fun of him out loud. He was and trying. She's a little misty, misty eyed yeah. though. No joke. So um, I, I've gotten into this kick lately of just creating as many things like lists as possible and then assigning them numbers and then just trying to do a random roll on a table. So uh, I randomly rolled to see what does O'Donnell scribble in his spare time? What's he writing? He made three separate attempts to try to write Regency. So what you see is 
a couple of attempts to to i mean he he is just what you see is three different attempts to just overload a story with a lot of unnecessary language he is clearly an american who is attempting to write english regency and it's yes. you, you get the impression as you're reading it it, it he was probably watching a lot of films and not necessarily reading a lot of books. Yes. <laughs> and so as, as, and if, as, as you're kind of reading through it, um, the setups are interestingly enough, are interesting enough though. Um, but yeah, he, it looks like it was, uh, his sort of practice. He was just trying to do something that was a little different than what his life was like. Can I propose a way that this mm -hmm. scene goes uh, that we don't necessarily have to like play out entirely? Sure. Um, do, is there any alcohol on the Ilios? I suppose that's up to you guys. It yeah, certainly would. It would certainly get yeah. you. It could. Um, I. I would say it is worth noting that the book specifically states that, it's particularly the space truckers and people who do what you guys do, um, there, there is a lot of shipments of Wayland Utani Aspen beer that is always headed out to the frontier. It's entirely likely that there is alcohol on board. Okay. I know Donald yeah, but... had the flask, and it wasn't just going to be one flask per trip. That suggests he would have had access to refills yeah. somewhere, or mm -hmm. truly it was like, you know, untold months and one flask, which which seems somewhat yeah. improbable. So there had to be refill somewhere. So I, I imagine us kind of sprawled out in the med bay with O'Donnell's music playing uh, with some of our Aspen, and then, like, taking turns dramatically reading out loud, um some of like passages from like doing the voices and you get to pick like, which characters yeah yeah we pa like pass it around as pass around a drink and that's how i that is with his music that's how i that's what i'm pitching what you on your first pass as y'all are sitting down and just drinking and reading out loud to each other is you realize that it's not three separate books it looks like it's all the same story and he was writing them by chapter and they're a little out of order so you read them out of order anyways yeah but um there's only two characters that are mentioned, but you guys enjoy playing the stiff upper lip former soldier who's coming home and is encountering a childhood love that married Rich and um, is realizing for the first time that she loves this man that she knew since childhood. And um, But she's married now, and he is a former British soldier, and he's just trying to get... But he, on a scale of one to ten, how self-insert is this soldier? <laughs> um, I wrote you every day, Taylor. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good question, but there are definitely parallels between probably how he saw himself in his own military career and how he writes this soldier. Mm -hmm. And these, he was writing these before Beacon. Like these, these are things that he's yes. been working. On. Yeah, yeah. So these, I'm like, he's not. Yeah. He hasn't touched yeah. these, and it looks like he hadn't touched these in a little over a year. We did keep him busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, at what, at one point, uh, you guys want, you think we should get Connor in here too? Yeah, call him down. He can decide how much of this he wants to deal with. <laughs> we'll give him the option. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's shouting down the hallway. <laughs> I mean, you know that one bird meme that's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're the seagull right now, just throwing your head back. I'm the seagull. Funny thing Isaac is, is the seagull. <laughs> we are the seagull. 
it is worth noting that the infirmary is actually one of the closest rooms it's to the right next to it where the bridge yes. is. So Connor could conceivably hear you screaming yes. down the hallway. Yeah. Um, a few moments pass before uh, the elderly man comes around the corner and leans up against the doorway in his leather jacket and goes, is everyone still alive? We're going to do a new read through. I think you should read for the soldier. Uh, Aspen. Yeah. <laughs> I have the data. Takes the beer without question and says, what am I, what am I reading? It's a memorial. You're invited if you'd like to hang out. If not, you're free to take the beer and go, but... Oh, no, I would be honored. Yeah. We've all been taking turns reading the various voices. I think, Doc, you should play the, the childhood sweetheart this time. I want to narrate. <laughs> I will, what is I this? Will is do this? my best. <laughs> what am I Your predecessor uh, had a, a little bit of a creative streak, and we are honoring him by teasing him mercilessly by doing voices and reading his stories to each other while we... And she clinks her, her bottle to his unopened one. Uh, and having a having a good time. You're welcome to join us. He looks at what you've handed him and reads it for a second and goes, <laughs> <laughs> Right? It's, it's downright silly sometimes. Uh, you know, I've, I've learned that got to give yourself permission for the first draft to be whatever the hell it wants to be. Take it from there. So... Kudos to him for even writing. All right, I guess I'll play the. Um, should, I, should I play the young lady? Who am I playing? You're the, uh, you're the soldier. soldier yes. I'm the soldier. Oh yeah. right. Oh. Uh, I, I, I'm the young lady. Oh, excellent. All right. Hey, let's. <clears throat> um, <laughs> this is. Come on, come on. This, you're, you're being hazed and also experiencing a memorial with us. So, like, be respectful and also of all the ships dance. I've, Let's go. If all the ships I've flown with, this is probably the nicest hazing I've ever had. So, all right. Um, we tend to we get go. into some shit, so might as well. He begins to read the part, going through some of the words. Hey, what you all discover, particularly those of you who are from the United Americas, is that even though the dialogue is a bit rough, somehow hearing somebody with an English accent read it kind of validates it a little bit. And you guys, yeah, you guys, go there's a, there's a, there's a couple of you. There's this sense that, that you know what you're hearing is bad. And yet hearing somebody who's from the three worlds empire, reading it um, makes it sound better. It's kind of like an acknowledgement of, Oh God, I am so American. Like I am so, um, um, as you, as you hear him, it's, you almost could believe that, uh, that O'Donnell was writing something here, but, um, the, a lot of you sit there nursing your beers and chuckling through some of the takes and, uh, Voight absolutely joins in. Uh, you, none of you can miss the fact that Voight seemed to be quite sentimental. Um, what seems to be communicated to you by Connor is, is that he, he definitely seems older than he looks by the way he acts and by his sentiment, but also you also get a sense that he has a deep professional respect for fellow pilots. So you kind of get that atmosphere. Um, because when when it's done and you guys have had your laughs, which slowly start giving way to that 
emptiness. It's these words that you've all been saying over and over again, once you stop speaking them, it's, it's like O'Donnell goes quiet again. And as it settles upon all of you, um, he closes his book and he hands it back and he says, I, it seems like he was a good lad. Happy to see that he's still here. Yeah, he can't get rid of us that easy. We are happy to have you, by the way. Um, and thanks for indulging. Of course, yeah. Now anything I can do. <clears throat> well, to... I'll um... get in touch with Control about when we can be off here, but the ship's pretty much ready to go. I went through the checklists, checked all the supplies and whatnot. Little things to do left, but she's ready to jump whenever you're ready for her to. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Yep, yeah, I could ship out whenever, whenever y'all are ready. Sooner we get, sooner we get started, sooner we're done, I suppose. If, if you need me to grab anything from the station for you, Doc, I could save you the trip. I'd appreciate that greatly, actually. I, I was just thinking there, my, there are a couple things here, uh, or, or not here, and I just didn't want to go back. Uh, I, I have a list. <laughs> uh, Isaac, if it's not too much trouble. Yeah, I was going to say, take goes, wait, same goes to you. <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got my duffel bag. It's nearby the airlock where we left it. Um, it's got all I've say got. No more. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so Isaac will get everything uh, set up on uh, the station, grab everything in the CVS receipt of stuff I gotta grab. <laughs> yep. Got the IT well, you're tote, out. Uh, for anybody. Uh, okay. So, if Tig or Martha also. So all your equipment is coming with. Um, you guys mm -hmm. pack up your stuff and a couple of trips and... The... I'll be checking with Baker, like, just <clears> to see if there's anything he needs yeah. to tell to Getting on comms with Baker better. is easy enough. He just... You can tell as soon as you get on comms with him, he is still irritated. But as soon as um, as soon as Connor raises him, he just says, "I trust everything is in y'all's hands. I think you all know what you've got to do. I think you've all been jerked around here long enough. I think just get out there, play taxi to this asshole scientist, bring him back here. We'll get you guys underway." Sound good? Got it. Count on us. Stay safe out there, Elios. I'll see you all when you get back. Yes, sir. Um. Asshole scientist. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I think he's just a little bit frazzled. I don't think he actually knows uh, the person we're picking up. Um, That's what but... it sounded like to me. He sounded yeah. like an exo or a manager who didn't want to do this job what it sounded like to me i think the thing is he did and then they pulled the rug under him out from under him and then they did it again uh and again uh, and now i think they're piling the rugs back on top of him as yeah. it so he's having a rough one um, yeah 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 but you know oh so we're gonna have a, a happy passage of him we'll find out <laughs> yeah oh. 
You all hear the ambient low rumble as the Ilios comes to life and the reactor FTL starts to warm up. You can hear it's that subtle, gentle, low din of just rumbling. That ambient ship noise that fills your ears and reminds you so much of this mobile home that you were all about to take off in. Um, as it activates and the Ilios comes to life, Mother's comms the this comm systems pop up and you see like the checklist going off and mother clears the alias for departure um and taking the controls you see the captain begin to slow or the pilot rather mm -hmm. starting to slowly move the alias away using lateral thrusters just and start laying in a course looks at the map and says hmm. This is going to take about 18 days. Not the worst we've had to deal with, but good to know. No, I always liked bisons, though. They're older ships, but I've been flying them most of my life. And uh, I find they're very reliable, really. <laughs> Apart from the occasional reactor leak due to lack of maintenance on behalf of the people that work on that station and weren't doing their jobs from what I hear. Tapping the console. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> you didn't. Oh, we, <laughs> we forgive her. And he pats the console too. Hey, there's nothing wrong with getting a little lightly radiated. It wakes you up, keeps you spry. And you see, he starts to accelerate. It's in the course. <laughs> um, standard issue. Um, he looks over in your direction, Martha, and says, uh, should I refer to you as by your rank? Do you want to go by your first name? How do you? How do you... Uh, yeah, Martha or Marrero, whatever. Martha's uh, the shortest, so that's fine. Yeah, Connor's fine here. Um, would you mind doing just a standard sensor sweep for us as we're about to take off? Just absolutely. Sensor sweep. Yes, um, and you are in a bison, so let me actually roll that up because you, in fact, do have um, some oops, systems. There we go. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, um, I'm guessing I'm not using my own tools for this, so I'm not going to get my little bonuses. Um, hold on one sec because uh, Mother can assist you because uh -huh. Mother's, mother's ComTech skill is phenomenal even a mother even a mother 6000 system is mm -hmm. impressive as hell when it comes to um the kind of bonuses yeah. that she gets this is a I, um... 88g you guys are using a mother 6500 that's what it was okay so and she has a comtech of six so she can actually yeah she can help you wow. and piloting a five so if, if connor's ever incapacitated for whatever reason mother can at least do some of the basic flying um I so, actually do have a plus one to ComTech on Mother. So I will add that. Okay. So go ahead and make that roll. All right. Was there anything else um, from this Mother system? Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, one success. Oh, I, I misunderstood. this. The Bison's actually a lot faster than I thought it was. I thought oh. the FTL rating was higher. It's 12. So it's actually you only going to take about... about our ship for no good reason. Um, it's mm. actually only it's actually going to take about uh, fourteen days to get where you guys. Oh go. yeah, great. Then okay. we will get oh. there on time. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Would you roll? Uh, I got one success. 
One success. Okay. Um, you do a quick sweep. Uh, lights the Elios up for anybody, as, as sensors do when you sweep. Everyone can see you and you see everybody. Um, you catch a couple of the ships that are coming and going into the system. Um, the Rasmussen is uh, currently undergoing what looks like uh, a refit. It looks like it's being repaired and uh, fixed up. But um, aside from that, you have a clear track. He starts laying in the course and does some of the basic calculations. And once he is finished, it takes him... I'm going to make a piloting check for him real quick. Based off of this. And yep. Two successes. So he lays in the calculations in about half the time. Um, and once he's done, he says, All right, Mother, we'll take it from here. FTL jump in about three hours. So everyone... Take your showers, take your hydration pills, do everything you need to do, hypersleep in about a little over 120 minutes or so. Sounds good. He gets up out of the pilot seat, stretches a little bit, and sits right back down, leans back. Says, oh. And with that, the Elios begins to pull away. Unless you guys have anything else to do, as you're moving about the ship, kind of packing up your things, checking your belongings, seeing what you've got, um, you can see Beacon Station disappearing in the distance. Through any of the aft windows, you can see just the starlight reflecting off that dark hull that it has. It starts to slowly fade and fade away, again, giving you that incredible perspective how impossibly, incomprehensibly huge space is as it starts to become a little speck, and yet the background doesn't change at all. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything you would like to do before hypersleep? Okay. In that case, one by one, you all line up in the hypersleep chamber. Um, Isaac, you are making sure, as is your duty, that everyone took their hydrate, which is the pill you take uh, for hydration before you get it into hypersleep chamber. Um, everyone's folding in. Uh, Connor sits down and says, all right, when I wake up, um, I'll teach you how to do planet fall. How's that sound? Sounds great. Um, uh, I'll co-fly. Anything you like when you wake up? Oh, that's very nice, Isaac. Yeah, coffee. 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 All right. Thank you. Uh, adds it right below, uh, I believe, Doc and Tig's coffee and Martha's hot bug juice. Okay. They all, everyone kicks your legs up into the hypersleep pod. Doc, you kind of get comfortable. You hate this part, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Oh, this is, I, I, I really do. The hydrate pill mm. makes my skin itch. This bed is cold. <laughs> um, canopies come down. And they lock into place. Um, you guys hear a hissing sound as you kind of get comfortable and drowsiness starts to overtake each of you immediately. And after a few moments, you drift off. As they, each one by one, each hypersleep pod confirms that they have gone into the state, first stage of stasis, um, the lights around the ship go into low power mode in the areas where you are not occupying. So, and Mother confirms that they are asleep and that FTL jump is in 30 minutes. Isaac will put the first track 
of O'Donnell's music onto the ship's speakers. Uh, they'll take a copy of O'Donnell's uh, draft and, and a data pad next to it, and they will post up and run their fingers tracing over uh, their new tattoo that Doc had mentioned. Uh, old wet Navy sailors got uh, swallows every 5,000 kilometers. But every five light years feels like an equivalent. So I'll be getting at least two from the there and back. They trim their fingers over the swallows and they read. The ilio slips into the black. The only evidence that it was ever there is the slight engine exhaust from the great bison freighter as it pulls away. And drifting, echoing through the corridors all throughout every deck of the ship from A to C deck is the sweet strumming of an acoustic guitar as the voice of Neil Young begins to sing. And that will bring us to an end to tonight's episode of Beacon. Every now and then, out of nowhere, we punish ourselves. <laughs> As storytellers, each of us just at some point, we find ourselves in game sessions where we just like to punch ourselves repeatedly in the heart. And we should talk about it. I had a really good time. Yeah, I have no idea what you mean. No idea. Androids don't feel grief. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for joining us for tonight's episode of Beacon. We'll be back next week at the same time and arriving on mission objective to find out what's going on and who the scientist is. Until then, this is the crew of the Elios signing off. Thanks for listening, and we hope you return. Just remember, if you want to listen to shows just like this, make sure to head over to ko-fi.com slash alt-haven. Until then, good night.